And you know, if there is one right, thing yeah. that I think is true is we, as much as you don't want to admit it, we are lazy. If we can yes, make it yes, work, we yes, we are. If we can make informed decisions, like, you know, like ChatGPT4, everyone's like, oh, ChatGPT4, oh my God, yeah, AI. Okay, you know why we all like it? Because we're all inherently lazy. That's the one thing that like no one's gonna admit. The reason why we all love ChatGPT and everyone under the sun is talking about generative AI is because we are lazy. We love the idea that this little black box produces stuff with us and we don't know how to do a thing. The fact is, generative AI has hallucinations. What does that mean? It lies to you. Today's show is brought to you by How Do I Create a Podcast.com. Want to create your very own podcast to promote you and your business? Learn how you can become a rock star podcaster in 30 days or less. Just visit How Do I Create a Podcast.com. That's How Do I Create a Podcast.com. with Christine. Are you willing to step into your greatness? Are you ready to shine? Well, get ready, Truth Seeker. You're in for an amazing ride. And now, here's the host of the show, Christine Blasdale. Welcome back to Out of the Box with Christine. I, of course, am your host, Christine Blasdale, your expert authority coach, helping you get you and your business the attention that they both deserve. And today I am very excited because, you know, um, I, every now and then, uh, the paths of geniuses sort of cross my path. And I thought today we could focus on something that's really important for you wonderful listeners and, of course, viewers on YouTube something that a lot of people have a hard time with. If you're a solopreneur or an entrepreneur, coach, consultant, or if you're someone who has a great product, the tough thing is how to market that product, how to market you, your brand. This is something that's really important. And so many people who are extremely talented miss the boat on or can't wrap their head around it. So I'm super excited to have Nathan Young joining me today. Uh, he has well over 10 years of experience advising B2B businesses on their marketing strategy, and he has helped companies build their marketing teams. He's helped launch new products into the market, which I find very exciting because it's like birthing a little baby. Um, he has also uh, experienced and uh, very well trained in marketing, but with also an experience in finance and management consulting. So Nathan is here to bring us a little bit of perspective and fire up our marketing brain a bit uh, to help us improve our business and, and, and hopefully get out there in the marketplace and let people know what we offer. So welcome to Out of the Box, Nathan. Thank you, Christine. I want to say, you know, you're, you're just as smart as me doing, doing your, th this podcast. So I hope to provide more value than you can, Christine. Oh, I love that. I want to quote, I want to pull that quote. It is a good idea to have a podcast if you have a business, isn't it? It is. It is. It's actually one of the reasons why I do guest podcasts because I don't have my own podcast. Um, we have to fix that, Nathan. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm I'm producing content right now, 
And, you know, I, this, this goes back to the one thing that I tell every single coach um, or every single solopreneur and any business, you got to focus. So I would love to have my own podcast, but I'm already generating my reels. And, and for me to stretch myself thin like that is, is not a good idea. So, um, you know, I, I think uh, podcasts are amazing. I think maybe next year I'll, I'll, I'll slot it into the, the business, but you know, right now I have three months worth of reels already made. Can you believe that? For and you everyone mean, that's thinking- when you say reels, you mean, you mean like, like Instagram reels, Facebook reels, or are you talking One like minute education yeah. bites that are all science-based? So my, my specific niche where I want to sit is I want to bridge marketing tactics, best practices, what you hear, what you read all the time with the actual scientific research that backs up why it works. So, because I feel like that's a huge disconnect. Yes. And, and you know, the few things that I've seen that I really um, connect with and it's so true because, you know, sales is sales is sales, right? And there's a good way to do sales and then there's a bad way. And what I try and tell my clients who want to create a podcast for their business, I say, it cannot be an infomercial, right? You, you, people are going to smell a sale a mile away. You have to educate, inform, motivate, inspire, entertain those those type of things to draw the audience in so that when they leave, they have something. And one of my favorite things is, uh, I think it's on Instagram, it's a young man who talks about the power of threes. And I love this because our the science behind it, apparently, is that our brain likes threes. We like a beginning, a middle, and an end. We like Star Wars, right? There's, you know, there's the what are the prequel, the the thing, the sequel. I know they put it in different places, but we are we gravitate towards those things. We also gravitate towards certain colors, and I think that's phenomenal. I I, I love the science behind it. So um, cool. C- can you give us any kind of little quick scientificy thing about marketing? Oh yeah, there's there's tons. Um, so I'll I'll correct you actually. So the three is not actually a number that's studied. It, it's actually it it actually stems from seven. Um, and so basically what they say is is that seven is kind of the maximum amount we enjoy before we get really really um depleted in the sense of like the amount of mental energy. So it's actually called the seven sum effect. If you can believe that, that's actually is that a term. seven times or seven hits type thing. Seven, seven options, seven sum. So essentially seven options. Seven, yeah, so seven options is the max we're allowed to consume. Um, that's actually the reason why all phone numbers were originally seven, right? So it's the three digits and then it was the four. So that was actually one of the, the reasons why phone numbers were made into seven digits. Um, but, but in traditional formats right now, yes, we do use those three. And we don't actually use the three because we like the three. Actually, the reason why the three works most for us is because it actually uses a ton of anchoring and decoy effects. So it is... It is the number that allows um, you as a marketer, if you're, if you're, if you're, um, if you spend enough time kind of massaging that, you create a very consumable environment where you can set expectations very clearly. Because essentially, when it's three, you have kind of again, as you said, kind of the beginning and the end. Um, and and the one thing that I always tell people, and this has been backed up by a ton of research, is people 
don't like to make decisions when they don't understand. And so what the three does actually, mm. it creates kind of an artificial environment. So if you know nothing about something and you have three options, you kind of inherently create this fictional boundary for them. It's like, well, this world of this decision begins at this and ends at that. And so you can compare based on this. Now you feel more comfortable. Now imagine having 13 different choices <laughs> and then you need to choose. <laughs> you don't, you don't like it because you feel like you're not making an informed decision. Yeah. Um, and then, so this plays into a bunch of different things. Like we have a self-esteem bias. We have an overconfidence bias. We have something called the Dunning-Kruger effect, which basically says we think too highly of ourselves all the time. And so what we do is we actually lie to ourselves. So we go, I'm making an informed decision because I actually know this is good value because there is this beginning and there is this end and I can understand the value of picking one of these now. And so therefore you convince yourself that you're actually making that choice well. So you feel good coming out of that decision. So the reason why three works isn't actually because three is the number that we can consume, but three works because it actually maximizes all these other cognitive biases or heuristics that essentially make a customer feel at ease. Um, but that ease is actually our overconfidence. It's it's our yeah. tendency to overthink of ourselves knowing things. It's the artificial ease. It's yeah, right? it is artificial. I, Completely artificial. I so agree with you. And you said something. It's so um ah, it's so important. And when I was in when I was in my radio days, um for 20 years I worked for a radio uh, a nonprofit radio station, right? And we had to uh it, there was no commercials. <laughs> so in order to pay the electric the bills and the, the engineers and all that stuff we had to um go to the audience and ask for donations right it's like the pbs model um or a qvc it felt like a qvc type thing where home shopping network but it was like the pbs model is you know you love and appreciate the programming on pbs you know uh won't you donate you know $50 and you get the CD set of, you know, the rockabilly years of oh, whatever. So we had to come up constantly with thank you gifts, right? And not just like a pair of socks, you know, station socks or, or, a, or a t-shirt or something like that. But we had to get more and more clever because our audience also are lower socioeconomic folk, right? It's a progressive uh, radio, you know, anti-war, you know, uh, civil rights and so they're not floating in a lot of cash okay that's just how it is there's a few there's a few in there that you know are, are are well off but not for the most part not so we had to come up with really clever ideas and i was there i was there i don't know their money lady so i would go on the air i would have a product that i believed in right that i know would benefit the audience that I myself either used or believed in a hundred percent. And so I would pitch this product or service or thing and raise money and, and raise a lot of money, 1.5 million a year. Amazing. Going on the air on the microphone and saying, call this number, blah, 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 blah. It's like so, cold calling on scale. It is. <laughs> it's just whoever's in their car, but you know, Los Angeles, everybody's in their car. So it's, it's, it's like, you know, what is a it? Fish in a barrel. Yes. So, the thing was, was that I, my task was also, I had to kind of help train or get other hosts because it would be the hours, you know, $5,000 raised in Christine's hour. And then the next show would be like $10. So I, I tried. The thing was, was that I said, 
Keep it simple, silly. Kiss, right? Keep it simple, stupid, whatever you want to call it. Keep it simple, silly. And and when you're doing something like that, you don't come hard into a sale. You talk about the the origin of it, the benefits of all the stuff, but also you give the listeners or the viewers or your customers on this one option. And that option is you want this call now because what happens and this happened, I, I witnessed it. I would listen to a woman and she would have all these different tickets to different events and really good like plays and, you know, um, symphonies and operas and, but she offered all the, you know, you can call and you can get this or you can get that or you can go. And she made no money. And the, the stuff that she was offering was way better than mine. But it was because there was so many different choices. The audience got confused. And it's like, wait, what did she say? She said that it was Shakespeare in the park. No. Oh, she's but she's talking about the doo-wop gang at the uh, you know. you lose you lose people when you have too many options. It's the same thing if you go we have deli jerry's deli in los angeles and you go it's, to a deli and you open up the menu and there's eight thousand uh things that you can order right yeah. and i always just would order the matzo ball soup <laughs> it's it's the, ego, it's the ego depletion theory where this is again so this is what i love i and and look like i'm a I'm I'm a finance guy. I was a management consultant. I, I did marketing. I never once really dove into um, consumer research heavily, incredibly heavily. So just just for everyone's sake, I am in the midst of kind of combing through 635 different consumer research articles and heuristics and biases and phenomena around psychology that directly impact marketing. So I'm about 200 articles in. Um, my brain gets numb a little bit, but you know what? It's incredibly fascinating because literally there are so many things that explain so many different things that affect consumer consumption. Um, and this idea of like too many choice, it's like, it, it is ego depletion. We ourselves actually just stop caring after we consume so much energy to try to understand. Um, and, 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 you know, if there is one thing right, yeah. that I think is true is, we, as much as you don't want to admit it, we are lazy. If we can yes, make informed, yes, we are. Yes, we are. If we can make informed decisions, like you know, like ChatGPT four, everyone's like, oh, ChatGPT four, oh my god, yeah, AI. Okay, you know why we all like it because we're all inherently lazy. That's the one thing that like no one's gonna admit. The reason why we all love ChatGPT and everyone under the sun is talking about generative AI is because we are lazy. We love the idea that this little black box produces stuff with us and we don't know how to do a thing. The fact is, um, you know, for those that are using ChatGPT or by the time this comes out, generative AI has hallucinations. What does that mean? It lies to you. Yes, lies. it does. It's a liar. <laughs> and 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 you know what's you know what's even frustrating about that? You gotta fact check it now, right? Then you go, oh, generative AI is not that great. It's like, why? Because you gotta put in more work. We're just naturally lazy. But you know, we've talked about some topics. So I want to bring this back for some of the the, the listeners. You know, how can you use what I've just talked about in your business right now? How do you how do you utilize three options in your business? How do you how do you make this important and how do you effectively do this in a marketing perspective? So this is not going to be traditional marketing in itself, but this is going to actually be your product marketing. So I think a lot of times um, people fall into the trap that marketing has to be about all your creatives and all these things, but no, also how you design your product, how you design your offer is really important. So if you're a coach and you're a solopreneur and you're right now 
you know, starting off for the first time, what I can first tell you is don't sell a single package. Why? Because you don't give enough things for a person to consume to make an informed decision. If you go, hey, this is the only option I have. You got to buy five hours of monthly package. Um, and that's my retainer. That's it you're gonna lose out on some people who just want a little bit more of optionality. Now there's a ton of science on how you can change optionality, but you gotta think about how. What, what are your three options? And just to make it easy, you are gonna make it that super cheap and cheerful version. You're gonna do that medium version, and then you're gonna do the high version. Um, so the expensive one. So you can just keep it simple for that. You can then apply some, what I'm going to say, consumer psychology to that. You could put an anchoring basis, meaning you can make your premium very premium. And you can put that first in order to make all your other options appear to be significantly cheaper. You can also make your last one a decoy option where it makes no sense for them to do it. And essentially you gain a 20 to 30% premium by them buying the medium one. So, so the first and foremost, when you're designing your product and your service, make sure you got three. It's not that hard. It's really, really easy for you to do. And that's like one thing you can do right now. Oh, I like that. And and I noticed that on your website. As that's well. correct. It's, uh, <laughs> um, uh, and for folks who want to check out Nathan's website, it's findyouraudience.online. That's findyouraudience.online. I'll put the link in the show notes so you can uh, click on that. But um, it's interesting because I like how you have it. I, I paid attention. I, I saw... Um, I like how you have it broken up. Can you um, can you tell our, our audience how the, the three different um, options that you give businesses uh, to work with you? I like the, the titling of them as well. I, I think that's intriguing. Yeah. So we have, you know, the, the build, support and drive. Um, and, and I think, again, the titles were meant to be indicative of kind of the level of service and, and it's supposed to speak to the, the end buyer. Um, and, and so what we have done is it's just tiered level of services. So to go back into your product marketing, people really care about kind of knowing what they're buying. So if you're not just selling hours and you're actually selling kind of like call it templated work and, and, you know, I say templated with some trepidations, the templated just means it's a process. It's an exercise that you repeatedly do. Um, they really want to see what they're getting differently between tiers. That's why like literally 99% of all SaaS companies have those massive feature charts where they have little dots or check marks or X's showing you what it is. It's because people, again, don't like to make non-informed decisions. They don't like not being informed. So by giving that even, and I, I can guarantee you, you're going to lie. You're lying to yourself if you tell me you know every single feature on those sheets. But I can guarantee you, you feel better making the decision, just seeing the difference. And that's all a part of making someone comfortable and making making them understand what the differences are. So that's essentially what we do, Christine, at our at Find Your Audience is I I very distinctly care. It's like, look, on 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 our lowest end, you're just getting shared resources. You're not really getting a lot of strategy. You're not really getting account management. On our middle layer, you're getting a marketing manager. So that means you literally have a right-hand person who's going to be helping you and managing. It's hands-off. And then on the top layer, you're going to get a CMO. You're going to get someone who's actually going to lead strategy, lead the organization into the white space where there's the greatest opportunity for growth. And we're going to uh, help really um, build the company, whether that's identify new products or services, craft new messaging, craft new campaigns or initiatives, but really lead the organization into kind of the new era of growth or revenue. So that's how we split it out. We split it out based on like essentially 
um, employee headcount because that's very intuitive. So if I say, look, you just get tactical, then you get a manager and then you get an executive. That's really what I'm trying to say. Uh, it's 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 really brilliant because it's um and it's based on it's also, you know, because different people have different budgets as well. And so it's sort of along the line of a little bit like, you know, the the do it yourself with some guidance, do it yourself model, the, um, you know, overview uh, support and then I'll do it for you type thing uh, in, in certain industries, not in everybody's industry. And I really liked what you said about the and I don't know what the terminology, the, the check thing when you see because that's how I buy, you know, when I'm when I'm excited about a program. Um, and I want to use it and they're, and they're smart because they let you try it for free, you know, and you go, Oh my gosh, this is the best thing. And then they're like, well, now you can't use it. Now you have to choose. Uh, but then they have like the list of things, right. And they're like, for this so much per month, you get this, 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 and you're like, okay. But if you spend, you know, a little, a bit more, you get all this, and you get support and you get blah, blah, blah. And you get a Rolls Royce or whatever. Um, but I really, what is that called? What is that? Is there? Honestly, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's called the contrast effect. Um, and it just contrast allows you. Effect. Yeah. It's called the contrast effect. And basically it just allows you to compare things easily. Um, and, and I'll give a really funny example. Um, it's because it's actually, it's, it, this is a very prideful project for me. I was working for a mattress company, one of the largest mattress companies. And I wrote this incredibly expansive strategic document. It was 72 pages long. And I made a comment and I said, I want us to produce a mattress that on a feature perspective has over a hundred different layers. And I literally said, I don't care what those layers are made of. What I care about is, is that all of our other mattresses in our product line also have a feature statement dictating how many layers it has. And so what I'm actually doing is I'm creating an artificial way for consumers to measure a performance metric of which is not, based on research, performance measurable. So for example, there's a research, there's research actually in China that dictates that people can't actually define comfort but comfort is the number one performance thing that we require in mattresses. Now, there are specific things in mattresses that generate or push us towards comfort, such as the performance of cooling, such as the performance of or, or the sensation of firmness. But we as humans can't actually quantify that. So the funny thing that I was going to do was I was like, you guys have a hard time differentiating. So we're going to differentiate by creating an artificial metric. And that artificial metric is layers. I love that. <laughs> I love that. And, and so you'd be like, oh, well, so was that it a comparison model. It was like other mattresses or the leading other mattresses have five layers. We have a hundred. Oh, and it's right? a mattress. You know what? You Don't you need to lay on it to figure it out? No, you sell. That's the, you know what, when selling mattresses online, like through a, a just a website portal type thing is a, uh, is a tough task. So if they, if they have you on that, that's a pretty tough task. Cause I'm like, I need to lay on that sucker. Yeah. And so the whole point is, is, is to make, to make a consumer comfortable that they're making an informed decision. And if you can do that, that's like really important. So I'm actually going to give everyone on this call. I have not said this on any podcast. So Christine, you're getting like super, super 
like juicy. I haven't even released this on my personal reels. I'm going to give you, so I've given you guys options, right? So we've talked about like, you got to do the, you know, the one, two, three option. Okay. Yeah. So when they agree to that option, I'm going to now add you for the next three options you need to give them. And this is like, I have, I've shared this with some CEOs and they're like, damn, this is, that's like a really smart pricing strategy. So here's what you're going to do. Say you charge $700 an hour. And, and if you're listening, you bulk at that. Don't you're, you're valuable. Don't bulk at the high number. So say you're charging $700 an hour. Okay, but say you actually genuinely really, really value long-term relationships. So you love it when someone su signs up for an agreement, let's call it like 12 months, because that's great. Like you've got a 12 month retainer and engagement versus the person who wants the three month engagement then wants to go on a month to month, right? So what you wanna do is, is say 700 is your base number. What you're gonna do is you're not gonna put 700 on your face price. You're gonna actually put 800. Okay, so when you give them the first three options of the, you know, two hours, five hours, 12 hours, you're going to price that at uh, 800, not 700. Okay? okay. And then when they're like, hey, you know what, I'm really excited to work with you. I'm going to take your middle option. That's five hours a month um, at, at $700. So that's 35 or $800. So, so that's $4,000 a month or whatever. Um, you then give them the options of term. And so this is where it gets very interesting, where you go, look, um, typically there's an onboarding fee, but you know what? I'm going to waive that. So you've seen this on the one-time fees. Always have the onboarding fee. It's a huge thing. But then you're going to give them three more options now. So they've already made the commitments. Don't be worried about confusing them. They've already made the commitment. You're just giving them three more options to feel more comfortable. You're going to give them a month, a month, a three month, and a one year. And the way you're going to do that is you're gonna price the one year at $700. Then you're gonna price your middle one at $800 an hour. And then you're gonna price the month to month at $800 plus an onboarding fee. Right. And so what you're gonna do is you're gonna convince them that why are you working with me for month to month? That means you don't already trust me. So you know what? Realistically, this is not the relationship you want. So you know what? I, I think it's best that maybe we don't work together because realistically, you're coming to me and we should be working for a year because what, why else would you have me here as a coach, right? Or worst case, they might choose the, the middle, but it gives you another opportunity to upsell, but more importantly, upsell for term, upsell for the timeline of the contract. Right. So almost 90% yeah. of the time, they go for the 12 month. Well, because, and it's that compare and contrast. It's that it thing. It's that thing of um in the in our brains too, and this was something that I think someone had told me. Oh, uh, Lily Tomlin and Jane Wagner, um, they're wonderful. They used to listen to the station, and they would say to me, "You know what? We don't even need the stuff that you're pitching that you're offering on the show. You just set it up, and so you did it in such a way that it was such a deal that we went ahead and." and got it and now we, we we you know we don't care because lily tom and jane wagner but they were like we didn't even want we didn't even want or need the thing but it was such a good you presented such a good deal that we got it which is is what is that in the psychology of people where they're like oh my gosh i can't pass up this deal so uh, it's, it's, and not, it's kind of it's a little bit of loss aversion um, they feel like they might actually be losing out because they actually know how good it is. Uh, um, yeah. But that comes from other things. Uh, the, the important part of the time thing is actually, um, it's called the self-reference theory. 
in the self-reference theory is basically people want to be smart. So what you're doing by saying, why yeah. are you choosing the month to month? That means That's, that means you're, you don't, you're not smart. You don't, you don't you don't trust me. So you're making a dumb. You're not a you're not a dumb person, are you? Because if you are, because then you choose the one month. So yeah. you're actually saying. A, the smart person chooses the one, the 12 month, because, you know, that's, that's who you are. And so it's, it's funny, it, it, you know, I don't do that purposely, but that is essentially what is essentially happening is, is that if they choose the month, the month, and you've already made that statement, they're essentially calling themselves untrustworthy and slightly stupid, and they don't want to be that way. Um, and so, so you end up getting these longer engagements. So I call it the three by three rule. So you give the three options first, and then you give another three that's based on term and length. Ah, brilliant. I love that. Oh, you've given us so many gems, Nathan. Thank you so much. Um, if if people want to find out more, of course, they can go to your website. Uh, it's findyouraudience.online. I think what you teach, I, I, I mean, you could be a professor in a university, uh, but when you write that, and you don't have a book out yet, do you? Because I'm seeing a book. I am. I am actually writing a book. Um, so okay. I am releasing a book that is going to be the first layman's version of non-academic psychology being really like interlaid and interwoven into like marketing concepts that are best, you know, kind of best practices today. I'm really excited about it because I actually do, like. I don't think there is something that's like that, so I'm super excited. Um, so that hopefully, I'm hopefully to get a draft out this year. Um, and then I'm going to be releasing that on Kindle um, and also re releasing that on my Instagram channel, which is uh, marketing uh, FYA.marketingbytes. What is it? Uh, what is the, uh, the Instagram channel again? FYA.marketingbytes with a Y. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, the, this, the, I, I have to, um, I have to follow you now because I want to yeah. see all those reels. All yeah, those you'll reels see the videos where I'm talking about psychology all day long, every day. But yes, the book, I got a really good feel for the book. And if, and if you make it, fun and kitschy the title and the you know and something that people can grasp hold of um that the sales will go through the roof and then of course you have to do the audiobook version because you yeah. you have a really wonderful grasp of it and to have you your voice and you talking through it i think would be phenomenal don't let don't even if you're going through a big publisher or anything don't let them have another person voice it okay you voice okay. it yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, Nathan. I really appreciate your time with us and all the I best to you. You're welcome to come back. And especially when the book is uh, when you're ready to promote the book and market the book, um, you're welcome to come back on the show on out of the box. Love to. All right. Thank you again, uh, Nathan Young. And also thank you. Wonderful listeners. Um, I get emails from you and uh, those the wonderful comments that are on the app, Apple podcast uh, rate and review. Thank you so very much. Your support is lovely. And if you've been um, excited by the show and you want to share this with someone, someone you work with, someone you know who could benefit from this, share the show with them as well. And if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, you should because you get to see my guests sitting next to me in all their beautiful he's handsome you should you should see <laughs> you should see so um check us out on youtube you can just do out of the box with christine or christine blasdale um if you want more information about my coaching and the work that i do hop on over to christineblasdale.com uh what else let's see uh and more information on the podcast show and where all the different things that you can subscribe to it's out of the box with christine.com okay until next time, as I always say, remember to think outside that damn box.